Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of the Talk Witchcraft podcast. In this episode, Maggie and I will be talking about making the most of Pisces season. You're listening to Talk Witchcraft. On this podcast, we talk about witchcraft as a lifestyle and discover how to merge magic into your daily life. Every week, we'll demystify witchy topics like tarot, astrology, crystals, herbs, and more as you develop your personal brand of magic and create the life of your dreams. We're your hosts, the Mystic Sisters, Erica and Maggie. In this segment of the show, we choose a tarot card for the week, and we look for moments that relate to this card in our daily lives. So for this episode, we chose the Knight of Cups, and the theme of this card is hopelessly devoted to you. Looking at the Rider-Waite-Smith version of this card, the overall appearance of both the knight and his horse is very manicured and maintained. The horse has curled and brushed hair. The knight's armor is shining. This is literally a knight in shining armor. So this reminds me of that guy at the party who is always on his guitar and is really charming and cool. Sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's not so great. Like, for example, in the TV show Community, there's that guy Vaughn and um, he dates Britta briefly and they make fun of him kind of ruthlessly. But he's this knight. (laughs) Or, you know, you could think about Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Exactly. They're, They're kind of they're really sweet and really kind but kind of doofuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so focused on like romance or sometimes lust. <laughs> he is like Cupid with the wings on his helmet and boots. It makes me think he's bringing love or creating love, or in some cases it could be that lustful love that Maggie was mentioning. So this card is all about seduction and love and playing the field and dating and getting to know what you want from a romantic partner. So do you have a story about the Knight of Cups, Maggie? Well, actually, we are recording this right after Valentine's Day, the holiday of love. And (laughs) my sweet husband is my knight in shining armor frequently. And on Valentine's Day, he brought me, he came home from work and he was a little later than usual, but it wasn't anything odd, but he came, I I was sitting in the office, I saw him through the window, and he was unloading some things, Um, and then I saw that he was carrying a bouquet of flowers, and he had a grocery bag, and so I ran to the door to greet him, which I usually do, it's, it's kind of a race every day, I try to see if I can get there before him so I can unlock the door and he won't need to. And I'm not sure who won, but anyway, he came in with all of these gifts. He had this bouquet of roses, two cartons of ice cream, and a bottle of wine. He had something else that was kind of funny. What was it? It was like unrelated to Valentine's Day. He just like also went grocery shopping. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. (laughs) But, you know, usually we don't, we talk about um, like having an experience for like our anniversary and for birthdays and for you know, other holidays. I usually, (laughs) we always agree to not do gifts, or at least I say I'm not going to do gifts, and he always does. (laughs) And it just makes me feel so special. His love language really is gift giving. And so I should just know that about him. But at this point that he's always going to, even if we've agreed not to, it was definitely 
a token of his love, you know, in gift form, which is really what gifts are, is showing your love in a physical way, like we've talked about on previous episodes. He is, like I said before, he's my knight in shining armor. He's frequently there to help me work through my emotions, loves unconditionally, so generous and caring. And I just think he really embodies this knight. Good. What about you? Do you have a story about the Knight of Cups? Well, I guess since we're talking about love, I'll talk about my boyfriend too. Uh, I do think that he is my knight in shining armor. He very much takes care of me and makes sure that I am making good decisions. He helps me to process things when they're hard and you know, I don't want to say he rescued me, but he rescued me from my toxic relationship. He's one of the first people outside of my family to mention like, hey, I'm worried about you and this person and was very delicate about it and wasn't pushy and was like, the things that you say to me about this relationship caused me to worry about you. And so in that sense, he rescued me from that by making me aware of it so that I could rescue myself. We did not do Valentine's Day because our anniversary is on February 29th, which doesn't exist this year. So we're doing it on the 28th. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) Should we switch to our main topic for the week? Sounds good. As we mentioned at the beginning, we are going to share with you the five ways to make the most of Pisces season. These are my favorite episodes. They're good. They're fun. (laughs) Like an overview of what's coming for the next three episodes. (laughs) Yes. So Pisces season begins sometime around February 19th and ends around March 18th, 19th. And the reason that this date is not specific for each year is because of the position of the sun in relation to the earth. So, you know, Erica mentioned this is her favorite episode, type of episode. We have done this explanation uh, nine times now. So if you have been listening for a while, hopefully you're not getting sick of it, but we want to make sure everyone understands what we're talking about. For this podcast, we use the tropical astrology system, and this is a system where the zodiac sign that determines what zodiac season we are in isn't based on the constellations that are in the sky that you can see. It's based on a mathematically calculated designation of the wheel of the zodiac. So there's 12 zodiac signs. And so each year, whichever day is the spring equinox, is the zero degrees of the sign Aries. And then um, everything else is determined based on that. The Fall equinox is always the zero degree of Libra. Capricorn marks the winter solstice and Cancer marks the summer solstice. And then each of these four sections is divided by three so that there's three segments within that quadrant, which equals 12 sections, each one 30 degrees. So each year, this is going to change somewhat. You can check a calendar to know the exact date, but as we've mentioned before, there's a waning and a waxing of this energy. So the exact date isn't actually super important because the energy is fading from one side to the next. 
So right now we're still experiencing a little bit of Aquarius energy as we move into Pisces season. And at the end of Pisces season, we'll start to get into Aries. Overall, the Pisces energy is characterized by sensitiveness to the supernatural influences. There's a sense of unity with all life and mysticism. Pisces is sympathetic, gentle, shy, loyal, and dependent. It is extremely sensitive to its surroundings and to the thoughts and feelings of others. Pisces unconsciously absorbs its surroundings. Because of this, Pisces blends into its environment much like a chameleon does. So now that you know what to expect from the energy of Pisces season, here are five things you can do to make the most of this energy. The first thing that you can do is to think intentionally about your fantasies. So your fantasies are your dreams, your desires, your wants, and your wishes. And Pisces is the home of all of these things, as well as anything that exists outside of the physical realm. It's all about the spirit realm in Pisces season. So when Pisces comes around, it's a perfect time to fantasize about your dreams and your desires. And fantasizing can be a way to explore different aspects of yourself and your desires. It can also be just a lot of fun to daydream about what you want out of life. You are able to let go of your inhibitions, your fears, and just enjoy yourself. So what would you want to achieve? What are you passionate about? What would you like to change in your life? Pay attention to where your thoughts lead you and the symbols in your dreams. I think what's nice about fantasies and dreams and goals and ambitions is that they are free of any constrictions. There's no monetary time-based things that can hold you back. You can dream as if you had no limitations And it's fun to just go down those roads. And sometimes you can take that dream and be like, yeah, I really actually want to work on this. And then you can start doing all of the planning stuff that Maggie and I have talked about before um, and to make that dream actually come true. But the point in Pisces season is just to be completely free and open to whatever thoughts and fantasies come into your brain. There is a certain mysticism associated with a crystal ball. Whenever you see one, it transports you to a smoke-filled room that you enter through a beaded curtain. Here at Mystic Sisters Crystal Ball Company, we pride ourselves on creating flawless orbs for seeking answers within. Each crystal ball is highly polished, perfectly spherical, and blemish-free, so that your future is clearly visible to the one who gazes into it. Several of our previous clients have gone on to use our balls while reading for presidents, monarchs, and celebrities. We offer only the highest quality. Come to Mystic Sisters Crystal Ball Company and pick up your orb today. The second thing you can do to celebrate Pisces season is to face your fears and release yourself. When you're faced with your fears, it can be tough to release yourself from them. Pisces season is a time for reflection and self-care, which can help you to overcome fear so that you can get back to enjoying your freedom. There are several things that you can do to face your fears and release yourself from them. One is to journal about them. This can help you to understand them better and see how they've been impacting your life. 
it can also be helpful to talk to a therapist or counselor about them. You can also try meditation or mindfulness exercises to help you face and release your fears. These exercises can teach you how to stay in the present moment, which can help you to let go of your fears. There's one meditation that I did a while back that was really impactful, and it was about sitting and holding your hands grounded on the floor and then imagining that there was a rock in your hand um, and you put all of your fears into that rock. And then the guided meditation transformed me to a lakeside and instructed me to take that rock, that heavy rock in my hand and to throw it in the lake. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. (laughs) That reminds me of something mom used to tell me to do when I'd be scared. She said um, to take whatever fear I had. It was like, you know, nighttime and she was trying to get me to not sleep in their bed. She wants me to sleep in my bed. (laughs) And so she'd sit on the bed with me and, um, you know, she would say, okay, what, what are you afraid of? Think about it. I'm here. You're safe. Put it in a box in your head. Mm-hmm. put it in a box in my head and then she'd say okay seal up the box really really tightly tape it up tie a bow around it and then throw it out the window <laughs> and then she would help me throw it out the window and then we would like if it was really scary we'd imagine that like a car ran over it or like it got trampled by elephants or like weird things like that <laughs> but it, sometimes it was enough to just throw it out the window So that's just another example of how these little things that you might not think of as magic are magical. You know, she was trying to comfort her child to help me sleep. And I'm sure many people have done things like that and don't think about the fact that that's witchcraft in a way. So the third thing to do during Pisces season is to work on developing your intuitive skills. This is arguably the best season to work on developing your intuition and even your psychic abilities. Because Pisces is the sign that's so many S's. (laughs) I feel like I'm just like... (laughs) Welcome to English. (laughs) Is that real? Yeah. There was somebody who asked other people from other countries what English sounds to them. And most of them were like, y'all sound like snakes never gonna be able to unhear it <laughs> i was listening to you say that sentence oh my gosh i can only hear <laughs> right <laughs> sorry for your brain <laughs> okay back to pisces season This is because Pisces is the sign of dreams and the spirit realm. Its dominion is everything that exists beyond the physical realm, as I mentioned before. One way that you can develop your intuition is to be more aware of your physical senses. This will help you to be to better describe the things you experience with your paraphysical senses. So using some divination tools like tarot, oracle cards, runes, a pendulum, or a crystal ball can also help you to tap into the messages that come from your intuition. Keep a journal where you can record your hunches, nudges, and spiritual messages as well. I did a tarot reading the other day, and it was not helpful. I'm like, what? Okay, These cards are not related to my question. So what are you actually trying to tell me? (laughs) And did you get an answer? I didn't. It was 
you write like, it down to see if it makes sense later? It's in my app. Well, it didn't save it. That's annoying. That is annoying. I was just telling Maggie that I had a tarot reading from myself that did not answer the question that I wanted it to answer. And I was very put out and I have no idea what question it was answering. And I tried to keep a journal, but then my app deleted the reading. So I have no idea what the cards were telling me. <laughs> it was like a, one of those eight um, magic eight balls that's like, ask again later. That's the answer. Exactly. <laughs> come back later. I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I'm like, come on, spirits. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's my uh, the message from the spirits to not rely on technology and to just write it down in sometimes that, paper form. Sometimes that can be helpful, just like making the connection between pen and paper, even more so than like typing. So the fourth thing that you can do during Pisces season is to heal your emotional and spiritual self. Pisces season is a time for healing your emotions and spiritual self. Pisces is also an incredibly healing sign, especially for your emotional and spiritual wounds. With the help of Neptune, Pisces planetary ruler, you can begin to heal yourself. And I just want to point out that Pisces is a fish. It is a water sign. Neptune is the god of the oceans and the waters. Water is historically a very healing and spiritual place to be. We, you know, the the hot springs and the mineral waters. So embrace that healing water energy and use it to heal yourself. And one way to do that is to make a list or journal about what you think needs to be healed within yourself, whether it's a physical back pain or something like that, or a mental thing or a spiritual thing, emotional, and then try to start brainstorming ideas for how that healing can come about. So in some cases, you may be able to use affirmation and spell work to help heal yourself. In other cases, you might want to engage in self-care practices that encourages long-term health and wellness for your body, mind, and spirit. You might need to talk to a therapist or a counselor to help with some things that are more challenging than what you can do on your own, or a doctor who can prescribe medication if necessary. Maybe you need to hire a personal trainer to help you strengthen your body or some other professional who can help you in other areas of your health. There are many methods to find healing. So just be open to trying many things, trying new things that if something isn't working and not being judgmental about the types of healing practices that you need to do. Don't be worried about changing it if you start something. I recently started a modified exercise program for, I don't like doing push-ups. It's not the push-up, it's the lay down part of the push-up that's hard for me. And so I found a website that was um, talking about doing wall push-ups. So it takes that gravity aspect out of it and it seems to be helping. But part of it is doing squats, which are really great for you. And one should be doing squats. But as I was doing the squat, my knee started to hurt and it shouldn't hurt. And so I had to change from doing that. Probably should go talk to a physical therapist and see what's going on there. I've had problems with my legs and my knees for a long time, which is part of the reason why I don't like to exercise a lot. So it's this ongoing process of of long-term health and wellness that 
it's not always going to be the simple, easy solution of just do the exercise program. And it's, it's about doing the things that lead up to you being more healthy. Yeah. And I think the important thing of what you, what I heard you say was that you were like listening to what your body needed. You noticed that your knee was hurting. So you didn't push through that because you were told to do this squat. You were like, so I think that's an, a key for any sort of self-care is paying attention to what feels good for your body and what's hurting and not doing the things that hurt. <laughs> and always with that long-term health in mind, I think sometimes, you know, certain things feel good in the short term, but they might not be good in the long term. So paying attention to both of those things. And the fifth way to make the most of Pisces season is to surrender to the process, the magical process, and trust yourself. When it comes to making the most of Pisces season, it's really important to surrender and trust yourself because this sign is all about going with the flow. And when you trust yourself, you're more likely to stay in alignment with your intuition and follow your heart. And this can help you. Eric was talking about the wateriness of Pisces. So, you know, navigate the waters of Pisces season with grace and ease. It can help you make the most of this reflective and intuitive time. And Pisces is often called the chameleon sign. Uh, it can fit in no matter the situation. This sign is all about blending in with what is as opposed to fighting against it. And so when you're not fighting against things or trying too hard, you're more likely to tune into your intuition and your heart's desires. And so during Pisces season, this energy allows us to relax instead of stressing out about getting it right that fear of failure. Pisces season can be a great time to just let life happen as opposed to forcing it into a particular mold. It's interesting because Pisces can fit into any mold. Like that's one of its characteristics is this chameleon where it can just fit in wherever the water that takes the shape of whatever container you put it in. But there's a difference between, you know, pouring yourself into a container versus like forcing yourself into that container, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's kind of what you're trying to pay attention to here is being more like the water and not trying to be like a solid thing in the path of the flow. This is a time to look toward the natural Pisces in your life to see how they interact with the world on a regular basis. And our mom is a Pisces and I think she fits in with this kind of description very well. She's able to move from environment to environment and be comfortable and engaged with whatever group she's in, regardless of theme or people or activity. That's one way that melding and flow of those natural Pisces people is a good thing to look at during this season to emulate and mimic. That's something I definitely admire her about. Sometimes if I'm, I like use mom as my mask when I'm feeling uncomfortable in social settings, I like put on her persona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Mugwort. So Erica is going to start by telling us about the medicinal properties and then I will share the magical properties. Mugwort's Latin name is Artemisia vulgaris. It is part of the Asteraceae family, so that daisy family, and we'll talk, um, I'll just say right now, there's that caution if you are allergic to daisies in any way to limit use of this plant. Mugwort is an antiparasitic and can help to 
stave off infection, particularly in the digestive system where it is used as a bitter and astringent. And so it'll aid in toning the digestive tract tissues. Because of the way that it works on the digestive tract, it is good for all digestive ailments, particularly for diarrhea and constipation. It is also good for people who have periods, especially those who have small or absent periods that is causing any sort of pain or discomfort. They talk about it, it if you're a cold person. So that's that would be somebody who has cold extremities a lot, poor circulation. Basically, the mugwort is used to move things and warm the blood flow so that everything flows well. And it has also been used for postpartum to help to soothe the uteral space and ease some of the trauma that has happened during pregnancy and delivery. The caution being to not use it during your pregnancy. It is only to be used postpartum. There's not anything that says that it can be passed into breast milk. So um, there shouldn't be any worry about it for the postpartum piece. You can put it in a tea or use it as a tincture. Sometimes for that postpartum piece, you can use it as a topical application, a salve or a lotion to soothe the outer skin. Mugwort is a passive herb. It corresponds with the moon, Neptune, water, Cancer, and Pisces. It is known as the dream herb, so adding it to a dream pillow to sleep with and that will encourage dreams while you're sleeping is one way to use it. You can also use it during waking practices that are associated with divination, where you're trying to talk to your intuition or develop your psychic abilities. Adding it to a herbal bundle for smoke cleansing before divination practices or sprinkling it around your candles, adding them to candles that you use while practicing divination. I recently wrote about a mugwort latte, which um, I was inspired by a trip I took with my friend Kristen to this place in Tampa. It's like this speakeasy that's inside of a restaurant behind a bookcase. Super cool. It's like a really goth style decoration and they don't serve alcohol. It's a kava bar. They made a mugwort tea, but it's a really bitter flavor. It doesn't like taste super good. So they masked that with a chai blend and then they made it a latte as well and added some sugar. So that's a really good way to drink it. It's very enjoyable. And to drink that right before practicing divination or before going to sleep to, again, encourage those dreams, prophetic dreams specifically. It can be used to cleanse any of your divination tools. So in addition to cleansing the space, using it to cleanse the tools. And if you plant it in your garden, it is thought that it attracts the fae. So if you are looking to bring more fairies and gnomes into your life, plant mugwort and that will encourage them to come by and hang out with you. So next week, we will be looking at our lives through the lens of the Eight of Cups. So the Eight of Cups is about changing directions and moving on, committing to new things, 
exploring different ideas and different lifestyles, leaving something behind, especially something that's difficult, walking away from that, and also about the journey that's coming next after leaving those things behind. Self-discovery, looking for spiritual truth, moving on to bigger and better things. So again, we'll be looking for that in our daily lives. And if you have a story about the Eight of Cups that you would like to share with us, please send us a voicemail to we listen at talkwitchcraft.com. You can find out more about this episode by going to mumblesandthings.com slash blog slash 060. Join us next week when we talk about dream symbols and interpretation. Make sure that you are subscribed so that you are notified about each new episode. And to help other witches find this show, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. So this five-star review comes from my good friend, Jenny. So thank you, Jenny, for supporting us. This podcast is truly fun and special, a magical delight, and then the little witch emoji. I know and love Maggie. We are good friends. I have been listening to this podcast for a few episodes, and I can say, wow, so much encouragement and inspirational ideas and words have been flowing from my mind. This is such a fun podcast for all witches and individuals interested in magic. I love it. Keep it up, girls. I've been listening to you on my days off work, and it's been truly inspiring to hear your ideas and stories about life and working through challenges by using magic. I really liked the episode on love spells and how love is truly about knowing yourself, loving yourself before you can love someone else. I highly recommend it. Heart emoji. You can also find us on Instagram at Mumbles and Things. And if you have any other tips to add, tell us about it in the Talk Witchcraft Forum in Mumbles Academy community. And don't forget to share this episode with your witchy friends and followers. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Balls is such a funny word. I'm so like a 12 year old. (laughs) A few minutes later. You didn't want to say ball. I know. <laughs> Pick up your balls. <laughs> we got your balls in a bag over here. <laughs> <laughs>